What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 68 of the Steam Deck Podcast, Flip Screen Games Weekly Podcast, all about Valve's portable PC powerhouse, the Steam Deck. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. And Mr. Max Wright. Ahoy, ahoy. All right, we're back, boys. Uh, I, I want to I clear the air, because there's a lot of folks who wrote in uh, confused, where was last week's show? And the, you know, the, the sad truth is we miss an episode. You know, we pride ourselves on never missing a show. Unfortunately, uh, Steve had some personal stuff going on. Max and I thought we were ready to hold down the fort. And then wouldn't you guess it? I got sick. Two days later, Max gets COVID. And the, uh, the back half of that week just became a wash. So yeah. for all of you uh, who were asking about last week's show, if you're not a member of our Discord, if you didn't reach out with a, with a comment or a question like many of you did, um, first of all, thank you for missing the show. Uh, second of all, thank you for your understanding. And you didn't miss an episode. You're all good. So we're going to try to make good on uh, missing last week's with a, uh, a, a real slapper this week. Uh, chock full of questions on the Steam docket. We're going to condense as much fun and mirth and merriment as two episodes into this one episode. Oh, so mirth and merriment. What a, what yeah, a phenomenal yeah. turn of phrase. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, though, before we get too far into the show, I know we're doing a Steam Docket episode this week, but please, please, please send your questions in for the final episode of the year, which will be next, next week's, week's the wrap episode. Up. We're going to so talk about kind of the year the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess that's gonna it's gonna be kind of grading the Steam Decks uh, 2023. So if you yeah. have any thoughts on you know whether you thought it was a, a great year for the Steam Deck, whether you thought there was some room for improvement, I would definitely love to hear y'all write in and give your uh, reviews. You know, and if you want to give them a letter grade, even better. But that's for next week's show. I want to kick things off this week on our Steam Docket uh, focused episode with a question from Chris Gabe over on the Discord who wrote in and said. Pete, I need help deciding if I should get the Steam Deck or not. I really want a Steam Deck, but at the same time, I really want the Xbox Series S. Which one should I get? I thought this was an interesting question. I had a little conversation with Chris because uh, Chris was, I think, ready to, to make the purchase. So I didn't want to have to make him wait a couple of days for my response. So we chatted a little on the Discord. And, uh, you know, my first question was kind of what are you looking to get out of this device, right? The comparison of the Steam Deck and the Xbox, I thought was interesting because they're not super analogous devices in my mind, right? So my, my question was, you know, do you need a machine to play AAA games? Are you looking to play like the newest, hottest releases? Are you get someone who's going to take advantage of Game Pass? Are you somebody who has an interest in emulation? Is portability important to you, right? And uh, <clears throat> Chris came back with the answer of, you know, the, the goal here is, is AAA games and new releases. So I argued, that I think if that's your desired use case, you're getting more bang for your buck with an Xbox, right? Because even if uh, he was to, you know, spend a little more money and grab a Series X instead of an S, which is, I think, something both Steve and I have generally recommended if you're only going to get one since the beginning. Um, I definitely would recommend that, especially if you can you can get a used one for the same price as a new 1S terabyte totally. model. I'd get the used one. The, uh, the, the amount you'll spend on expandable time. storage covers that gap pretty quickly, mm -hmm. right? Um, so it, it would be cheaper, right? Like buying the Xbox is going to be less expensive than than even the, the cheapest Steam Deck model. Um, you will get access to Game Pass, which is obviously a huge value, especially if saving money is, is a factor. And if the goal is to play like new AAA games or like the hot releases 
I think you have a better chance of, of being able to play the games you want to play on the Xbox versus the Steam Deck because I think if, you know, if you were like a big indie guy and, and you wanted to keep up with the hot releases, then sure, Steam Deck's probably the way to go. But if AAA is kind of your focus, it's kind of a coin flip with every new AAA game, whether or not it'll even work on the Steam Deck. So, you know, if that's going to be your only machine that you have to play those games on, I think, you know, my argument, the kind of the boiled down point I made was I think the Steam Deck is overall a more versatile device. But if your goal is AAA gaming, you're going to run into a lot more games that it just cannot play. You I think, think that's fair to say? Of, yeah, I think the benefit of a console is is always, you know, there's two things. One, it's just plug and play. You buy it, you plug it in, it works. You download the games, you know, there's no tinkering, there's no messing with settings and stuff like that. And two, anytime that a game is sold for that console you know that game is going to run on that console. Maybe Switch notwithstanding at the moment when it comes to like AAA, but you know that there's not going to be compatibility issues. You know you're going to buy it, run it for two hours, it's suddenly going to stop working, and you're like, well, I don't know what to do here. Yeah, it just point. works. So if you if all you want to do is buy a, thing, buy a system, play games on it, then yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And also Games Pass is such a huge um, boon, I guess, to, to for people that own Xboxes and being able to just have access to that huge library of games. Um Sure, it's not as versatile, and like you say, there's not going to be there's going to be some things it can't do, and and some things that maybe um, the Steam Deck does do better in many ways. But yeah, I think if, mm. if for what Chris wanted, absolutely um, easy decision there. I think. I think there's one thing worth considering though. It is the games you want to play, right? Baldur's Gate mm-hmm. Three wasn't on the Xbox until this week. If you wanted to play that at launch, PC was probably the best place for you to play that. We were playing it on the Steam Deck. PlayStation games, if you want to play Uncharted, The Last of Us, God of War, Horizon. So, I'm you glad you brought that up. Because that was one of the things I thought about when, when Chris was asking me, and I, I was going to ask, like, you know, do you care about playing PlayStation games? But I feel like the fact that the PS5 was notably absent from this list is either <laughs> they own a PS5 already, and then in which case, I don't know that that's a deciding factor, right? Um, or no interest in those games right to not even consider the playstation 5 over the xbox which if that was in the running you know i think that that becomes a much different debate because then i think the question of what games are you trying to play on it yeah matters a lot and if they already own a ps5 and it's what do i get as like a sister console or a partner console or like you know is it the series x series s sorry or the steam deck then you know for me it's the steam deck in that scenario because Because you've got somewhere you're playing the AAA games anyway, and if there's a couple of Microsoft ones you want to play, pick them up on Steam Deck. And you can use it as a handheld, right? Like that's more, it's inherently more versatile, right? Like I said, it it travels better. It's an emulation station. You could, you know, uh, use our tutorial with Chiaki to stream your PlayStation 5 games Mm -hmm. to your Steam Deck. Like there's a ton that you can do there to get more out of that device. But the answer again being, I need a thing to play AAA games makes me think PlayStation is not. Yeah, they don't own one. Yeah, I was going to say that if you if you purely just want, oh, I want to be able to play Xbox games and play, and also you know have access to Games Pass, then I can see why you would want a Series S over an X specifically because it's the cheaper way to just play Games Pass, and you can pick them up with the the you know the all access deal, and you're just paying for your Games Pass and the system the whole time, really, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, and like again, right? Like we've talked a lot about how if you're maybe somebody who like doesn't own a 4K TV, it's like, do I really need to buy? the 4k console when their 1081 is going to do me just as well you know it's like or if you just don't care about that kind of thing and you don't mind playing at 30 frames per second rather than yeah making sure you play at 60 that there's people that just you know they just want to play a game 
Yeah. And, I, and I think, again, right, somebody who's looking to buy a, a current gen console, like, you know, almost three years, right? Like, uh, yeah, over three years into the, the generation, right, is probably, you know, it's probably safe to assume that like, that's not the, at the top of Chris's mind if, like, the Xbox Series S is the console that was being considered anyway, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's an interesting conversation, um, or I guess it's a kind of an interesting conversation starter that I know... Um, max had uh had kind of discussed off mic which is like the way that the devices that you need and are gonna you know quote unquote need right um that you're gonna get the most use out of it really i think has a lot to do with like your habits and your existing Mm -hmm. use cases and like what machines are already in your rotation right and it's like if you are kind of entering a new generation and you're like trying to establish a new status quo I think that that is kind of interesting, right? Because, like, I could see someone making the argument of, like, I wouldn't maybe choose the Steam Deck as ostensibly, right? Like, at, at just at first blush as a primary platform because it has certain limitations like that that the others don't. But, like, I don't know. It's 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 so funny because, like, I think if you have even one other console, it is such an easier argument to make as that being your second thing. Because it's like yeah. the, the gaps that it covers are so much broader than any other solution. If you have a PlayStation 5 and a, or a Series X, right, and you're not fussed about playing the exclusives on the other console, then yeah, like I think the Steam Deck becomes a, a really compelling uh, second or, you know, even third option, I guess, um, depending on what your interest is in Nintendo games and stuff, which, you know, even that is debatable if you're willing to, you know, go the unscrupulous route and pirate stuff you know never 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 the switch has always been mine, never, like, never 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 switch- i want to be i want to be clear i mean that sincerely like i we are generally fine with piracy we generally also advocate for if the game is available commercially on a modern device you should go pay for it and support the developers that yes right I, yeah i agree want to be yeah. clear about what our stance is there I, for many, 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 many years, and by that I mean six years, have always said that the Switch is, you know, if if you're not a guy like us, we all, we all met because of our love of the Switch and our love of Nintendo games. If you're not someone who is as in on Nintendo games as we are, but you might pick up the odd one or, you know, oh, there's a must-play Switch game, Zelda or Mario or something like that, or you're someone who likes playing indie games, you like the idea of a handheld, I've always said that the Switch is a perfect secondary console for any gamer. You could have a PC, yeah. you could have a, you could have a, an Xbox, you could have a PlayStation Five. There's going to be things on the Switch that you can't get anywhere else. And that, while that is still true, I do think that the 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 Steam Deck does now. I, you know, if someone's going to say what is the perfect second console, if it wasn't for the cost of the thing, if it wasn't that the Steam Deck costs as much, if not more than the the current gen consoles, if you're getting like a, a yeah, but a Switch tier, costs more than the. The Series S, it costs like. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's still one hundred and fifty pounds in difference between like the yeah. mid-range Steam Deck and, especially OLED now, uh, and and the the, the OLED Switch. There's still like one hundred and fifty pounds in between there. You, even with the deals now, you can get a, a you could get a Switch uh, OLED for like what two seventy, I think, and it's and I paid three seventy or I don't know, is it more than that? How much is the I mean, uh, to, to your to your point Sorry. too, though, right? Like if you bought. If you bought both a Switch and an Xbox Series S, uh, you would save 150. You could do both of those and buy a year of Game Pass yeah. for what it will cost you to get a Steam yeah. Deck with no games, right? But it all depends how these things fit in and what it is that you already have, what you want to play. You know, it's, there's no one solution for everything. No, um, and, and like I look at people in my life who are 
big gamers, right? Like one of my closest friends owns a Switch, got it at launch to play Breath of the Wild. The only other game he's ever played on it is Tears of the Kingdom. And the only other usage it's got in that in-between period is during lockdown, his partner was playing uh, Animal Crossing on it, right? Yeah. So it got mm-hmm. dusted off for like a year and then went back into hibernation until Tears of the Kingdom time. And yeah. like, if if he thinks it's worth it to play those two games, then like fair play, right? Like that's that's what matters, right? Whereas like, you know, all of us have obviously gotten a lot more use out of our Nintendo Switch over the, the generation, you know? Absolutely. Um, and there are so many people right in our audience that own a PS5 and the only thing they play on it is the Sony exclusives and then everything else is on PC, right? Like, yeah, happens, I, right? I got my PlayStation 5, oh, your, your year with PlayStation review through today, or well, no, this week rather. And it well, was... I didn't even bother to email play... you once. I don't think I played anything. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't get the email. I think, I think I just clicked on a link somewhere, but I got, <laughs> I got, it was Spider-Man. That was it. That's all I played all year. Last year, it would have probably said you played God of War, uh, Ragnarok. Oh, I know the wrong. I forgot Elden Ring was last year, but still, like you know, it, it, I only have the PlayStation Five to play PS Five exclusives, really, or PlayStation exclusives, and they just haven't really done that. So I currently have a system that I was thinking about selling recently. Until recently, I decided I'll, I'll keep it as part of the roster, you know. But um, I guess I'm lucky enough to to have a roster. But it did, does make me want to sort of go, you know, know from you guys because I know that I don't. I know that Steve, judging by the PC you're currently using, you've never really been much of a PC gamer in sort of in the mall as an adult right maybe sure. as a kid you might no have yeah i was and... when i i was when i was a kid like we grew up on pc games like age yeah, Diablo, 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 yeah. Baldur's gay all of those games we were pc we were a pc household but we did have a, a playstation as well but uh, you know the steam deck totally changed the way the way i played it is my primary gaming device if the game is available there and it plays well i will get it there picked up hi-fi rush there rather than playing on xbox where i already had it via game pass because i wanted to be able to play it portably i stream pretty much everything else there so last year when i was playing horizon on the uh playstation i would stream that to the steam deck i i'm probably going to stream a bunch of alan wake to the steam deck mm-hmm. as well so i think streaming is that, another... doing that today i've been playing a little bit of alan wake streaming it to the deck so yeah, and I think streaming is a really viable option, especially in, in the household. Obviously, PlayStation thought so. They brought out a specific device that was designed just for that. Yeah. But I saw a bunch of people during um, the kind of hype around Starfield, or at least the launch around Starfield, playing it via cloud streaming yeah. and using that as an actual option. I do think that's a viable option as well. Like if the if say Chris, for example, the majority of the games that um he wanted to play were um available on on Steam Deck and were okay to play on, on Steam Deck, but there's a couple that can be streamed from Xbox and you've got good enough internet, that's an option as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth yeah. exploring. Absolutely. Um what what about you, Pete? Have you ever been much of a PC gamer? I know you have a fairly decent rig, right? But I've always yeah. only to be a PlayStation and a Switch guy. Yeah, um, I think I for me, uh, yeah, right, sure. Um, I, I've gone through phases with it, right? Like, I think PC has never been my main platform, but when I was a kid, um, and I kind of established my taste as like a platform agnostic person, um, I had a, a gaming PC, right? Like in my family home that I was playing, uh, <laughs> what, like the humongous entertainment games, like backyard baseball and stuff like that, or whatever, and The Sims, and you know, RTSs, and um age of mythology and age of empires and all that kind of stuff um you know i was like a big league of legends fan for for many many years so it's like i've 
generally had a PC that was capable of playing games. And if there were games that interested me to be played on PC, I would play them. But then kind of, I missed out on that first wave of like when Steam popped off and it became kind of like a de facto place to play for many of my friends and, and a lot of other gamers, right? Um, and PC became more viable as a dominant platform after kind of waning a little bit in, you know, my uh, preteen and, and early teenage years. Um, and I had a kind of a renaissance with it once I got into League of Legends and I built my first like proper gaming rig as, as a, you know, an adult. And um, that was like around the time that Overwatch came out and I played PUBG and like I was into a lot of multiplayer online gaming on PC with friends. Um, and it was mostly my lifestyle changing that made me move away from that. It was when I took my first uh, like big adult full time, you know, uh, 40, 50 hour a week kind of job where I was like, I spend eight hours plus a day at my desk on the computer the last fucking thing I want to do at the end of my workday is continue to sit at the desk and be on this computer mm -hmm. or go home and get on a different computer and sit at that desk, right? I wanted to be sitting on my couch with my cat in my lap with a controller in my hands, you know, which was already my preferred way to play for anything that's not uh, a social experience, right? Like Overwatch, whatever, right? Like those were games that like I was getting on the PC and playing on Discord and and doing all that stuff and like that was definitely preferable um and then ever since that shift kind of happened you know it wasn't until the steam deck that i really started building my steam library again and actually engaging with that that space for anything that wasn't you know oh deltarune's out and it's only on pc so i'll, I'll play it on my pc yeah right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i was going to ask was um was you know obviously we all came from the switch together we sort of all uh you know we always we've always been talking about a switch always been playing switch games and i guess but that combination of the portability and the stuff that we got used to with the switch is i think that's you know has that was that a big reason for you getting a steam deck or what was it about the steam deck that first drew you in it, it was the portability but i it remember being Steve. excited about like the ability to tinker <laughs> with it as well it was so exciting for me mm -hmm. i always was excited by these devices i liked the look of the gpd i was going to get one of those for a, for a long time the ionia devices were always really cool and when valve put one out at a reasonable price point with their name on it that had like this great ecosystem behind it. It was like, well, it's kind of a no brainer. Pete was really on the fence though. And it was, I think the emulation and, and me kind of raving about it on the podcast that pushed mm -hmm. him over the edge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can go back and listen to, I don't remember if it was when it was revealed or when you had gotten the pre-order or something, but like I very much expressed skepticism and like, Hey, like, the Steam machines were not good. The Steam controller was not good. Yeah. Like, obviously, their VR headset is really cool, but, like, I, they don't have the best track record with handhelds, and I don't know that there's a market for this thing. Like, it might be too niche to, to carve out a, a community around it. And as soon as Steve had it and was like, oh, my God, I'm doing this with it. I'm doing that with it. It's so great with emulation. It's so great with this. I was like, oh, I immediately had FOMO, and it was yeah. uh, <laughs> Mango from the community. Like, I expressed on the podcast being like ah, i wish i had gotten my pre-orders in whatever and he hit me up and was like i have one i do not have the money for it i'm about to cancel it would you like it and that you know the rest as they say is history yeah it is i i was the same as you when it was first announced i remember seeing the announcement and sending a screenshot to my friend and being like what what are they doing why are they trying to you know 
jump on the Switch. They've they've failed every time they've tried to do something. Well, only because I because like you said, the Steam machine, the Steam controller, like the index was a very expensive. Like you know, it was yeah. good, but it was too expensive. And I was like, there's just they they don't. It's not like it set the world on fire, even if it was good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I it's was like, like okay. just it just does. I was like, there's just nowhere that this system fits. I think where it's going to succeed. And then obviously, as soon as it came out, and I remember even saying when it came out, I was like, there's no chance you get me to even touch that because it's massive. Like someone got their launch unit at my job. They bought it to me and said, here it is. And they handed it to me. And I was like, oh my God, this is far too big. It's never going to be comfortable. Um, and now it's my, same as you see, it's my, my, my most used you know, um, system. And it's not just because, because it is sort of PC games on the go or anything like that. And I think I'm very similar to you, Stephen, that it's almost like it, a Swiss army knife, I guess, for, mm. for gaming. You know, it's not just, oh, I can play PC games. It's, you know, emulation. You can emulate everything more than you could ever possibly want. And it's so easy to do. And it's, you know, touch of a button and it, it's made simple for dummies like myself. You can stream, you know, go on. I was going to say, it, it like also like made me engage with things I've always wanted to engage with more yeah. like fan games and stuff like that, where it's like when I can just like click open through it, like any mm-hmm. other game in my library in my Steam launcher, like there's something about that, you know, like it hits differently than being like, I've got it open in a window and I can see the background of my desktop and my two yeah. other monitors. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, one of you guys sends it's, me it's a the message. Reason why and, I like you know. a Kindle. Like, I like a Kindle to read books. It doesn't give me notifications. It's a specific yeah. device. I, like, I have like nothing, nothing that gives me notifications installed on my iPad, right? Yeah. That is just for reading. It is a sacred device for reading. And it's like, I that's, I, that's what I like about consoles, too, right? Is I like having a dedicated device of, I sit down and this is what it's for and not, this is I also the device well. I work on, right? Yeah. Or, or whatever, right? Like, even even take that out of it. Like, it is annoying to be like, you know, I... Like, I remember when I played Undertale the first time, every time I played it, I had to log out of everything that could send me a notification or mute all the notifications oh. and put myself as a way on Steam and turn both of my other monitors off and, like, force myself into being immersed in it because... I don't because PC just has all this other bullshit. And Windows like, has got better. Who... There is a gamer mode now that you can like sure. turn on. Granted, yeah, that was like ten years ago. For you. But I also think like if I didn't work on my computer, it would be different. Because like my buddy um, Jack, who I've mentioned on the show before, he was like one of the early Steam Deck adopters who I'm, I'm friends with. Um, he has two computers, right? He has a work computer that he only uses for work. And then he has his gaming PC, and the only thing that's on it is Steam and what other games he has installed. So it's super easy to be like, put, put myself as a way. So if somebody messaged me, it doesn't interrupt my gameplay, and I'm here and I'm invested, right? But like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have the luxury of having two different desk setups and going into a separate room either, right? Because he has an office, and then he has a gaming room, and in his gaming room, he has his gaming PC that he uses for recreation. And like, if I could make this space just my hangout space and i had another office i could go to with a computer that didn't have steam on it then it might be a different story but as of right now it's tough for me to you know to think about it that way so i'm i'm very much i like that i don't like sitting at the same desk that i'm sort of working at and then going straight to gaming on you know again like i find it i find it hard to relax that way i've always tried to use my my pc as a console where it's not only is it attached to my screen, it's also attached to a TV, and I can just go on Xbox controller, boot up Steve, uh, Steam Big Picture. I said Steve, Steam Big Picture mode, 
sit down. Steve's big picture use, mode. Steve's big picture mode and use it as a console. Now, I've always liked to, to use my PC like just as like a more powerful console, more options, yada, yada, yada. Sorry, I, hold on. I, this is going to rot my brain if I don't say this out loud. I'm imagining like a poster for like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but it's Steve and it's Steve's big picture movie. <laughs> He's, you know, backpacking across America with his Steam Deck. <laughs> that's, the, that's the first merch. Surely we're going to do Steve's Big Picture mode. Just a giant picture of Steve. Do some, do some guerrilla marketing. Um, the Steam Deck has allowed me to do that in that I, where I am now, like I think you mentioned earlier about my, my, my living situation. Before. Did you mention that? Was that off mic? I can't remember now. Um, Give the context my, in case it was off. Like, yeah, I don't so I, when I was at home uh, at my parents' house, and I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, it was PC where it is in front of me, TV up here to the left-hand side, and then the bed behind me. I would I would sit here and do my work and do my downloading and blah, blah, blah. Then I would go over to the, the bed, and I would lay on the bed, and I would have my big 50-inch TV, and that's what I would play. Now um, I have the TV downstairs. This is purely for like working and doing podcasts at, so I don't really sit here and play games anymore. But I still want to use it for games. And I had all sorts of situations where I had cables. And I've mentioned this recently. I think swapped all my cables out. I had like, you know, 60 pounds worth of cables I returned. I had, you know, I've been hammering things around, rolling things around, putting things on clips. It's been a whole it's been a whole process. But now I'm at the point where I can have that all through the Steam Deck and using Moonlight um and Sunshine, where I my Steam Deck is a, almost like a a part of my PC as much as it is its own thing where it's, yeah it's like a mirror for the P- for the PC which is what how yeah. I use my Steam Deck with my Xbox and my yeah. PlayStation I mean the TV's often in use and I want to I, I, I find I just I can get a lot more immersed in a game when it's handheld and it's mm-hmm. like close to my face and I've got headphones on and maybe that's weird and like completely the opposite of what you know someone like Neil Druckmann wants me to experience yeah. The Last of Us on a big TV well I don't care I'm playing it on an eight inch screen right now and it <laughs> looks great um there's another like side of things that i i guess maybe if i was a pc player i would have experienced but i i didn't like we spoke about Pete spoke about the fan games and i'm playing that zelda Link's awakening dxhd remake it's incredible but also just indies in general it would always be me and Pete on the podcast saying, oh, I wish this game was coming to Switch. I'm going to wait yeah. for this game to come to Switch before I pick it up. I don't want to play this on PC. I don't want to sit at my desk to play this game. I'll wait for it to come to a handheld. It feels like it would be at home on a handheld. Those games now work, and they are playable, and they are available on a handheld, That's and I play so many more of them. Easily the biggest change that the Steam Deck has injected into my life. Again, aside from, I guess, giving me a... Uh, accessible way to do fan games and emulation and like you know i played a lot of old games the year the steam deck came out because of that um yeah for sure like being able to um make that my de facto indie machine is awesome because yeah and i mean i guess it kind of sucks for my switch numbers right my year in uh switch review is probably a little less uh packed because i'm not playing those games over there anymore but um that's a better because not only is there the advantage of them coming out sooner but they run better too right like yeah it's we've gotten to a point now where unfortunately you do have a couple indies that come out on switch and you're like uh, i mean yeah it's on switch but that's not the best place to play it and you know there was a, a point where it was like no matter what that was where i wanted to play my indies right because that's where yeah and now now with the now with the oled as well you just have a a really nice screen i recently back well a couple of years ago i backed a game on kickstarter called the last faith and i was very excited for it to come out it was really up my alley it was featured in a few of the state of plays i was hyped 
the day of release, an hour before we're supposed to... No, the, the, we're supposed to get our keys two hours earlier than the game before the game releases. At the point I'm supposed to get my key, I get an email saying, switch keys delayed. Sorry, don't know when it's going to come. A week later, I finally get my key through for the Switch. And this whole time, I'm like looking at it in the Steam uh, for the same price that I backed it. I could board it on Steam, played it on the deck. Apparently, it ran really well. Like, it runs really well on Steam Deck. I finally get my Switch code through after like, you know, over a week of waiting. And by this point, the 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 time I was had, or, you know, I was really excited to play it. I sort of knew I was going to be doing something where I could play it on like a, a trip. And I was sort of like, cool, really excited for this. Um, that moment had passed. I finally booted up and played it. And it's just, it was jittery on the Switch and there are problems. I'm waiting for a patch now to play this game on Switch that I've already waited three years for. Had I had the foresight to know that I would have a Steam Deck at this point and just wanted a Steam code in the first place, I would have I would have had it on there and I, I would have played the game by now and probably had a much better experience with it and not have like a negative feeling about the Kickstarter in general to the point that I've now gone through all of the games I've backed on Kickstarter and emailed like every single one of them and said, I, I think I backed this on Switch can I please change it to Steam? And so some of them have gone, yeah, cool. You know, go in here, change it over. So I've now basically changed all of my pre-ordered, I guess, backed indie games to Steam Deck now, just because I think it's just going to be a, a smoother experience. There's going to be no issue with codes. And I know it's going to run really well. And I think that's that's always been a worry with Switch. I remember when Blasphemous came out, I was so excited about Blasphemous. And the Switch was the only system that really had the issues that it had with, um, you know, it, it, it would stutter, it would um mess up mess you up when you're doing like some of the, the pixel perfect challenges and it just you know it wasn't a perfect experience whereas i played blasphemous 2 on the steam deck and had no issues whatsoever and i'm sure i had i played it when the oled you know the oled was out of the time i'd have played it at 90 hertz uh, or 90 frames per second yeah, not 60 yeah. as well which is just always a, a bonus you know which, which is crazy to me really because a lot of people um uh, and myself included, had concerns, you know, are these games going to run well through Proton? Is it going to be as good as, like, these Windows handhelds that we'll just be able to play anything because it's running natively on Windows? There's very few games, you know. I had an urge to play uh, Fortnite the other day because they brought out the Lego mode. And it's, like, one of the only games that you can't really play on on Steam Deck because of the anti-cheat. That By the way, stuff that's like a... Destiny. That's an episode we got to get to one of these days. Is like they're like Fortnite's just straight up becoming how insane that game is. A new platform, right? Like <laughs> it's like now. yeah, well, yeah, but like robots. even like they're like okay, we're gonna reinvent, save the world as this Lego thing that's gonna you know I'm sure be a, a big improvement in terms of numbers. But then they're also like, hey, the new this new Rocket League mode and Rock Band are also Fortnite now. It's like okay, cool, whatever. I'm like no shade. It's just crazy, you know? It's yeah, like, it think- is. I don't know. You'd think that they would try to leverage that stuff more with like the Epic Game Store rather than like it's like the brand though. People know Fortnite yeah. and they've got the game installed. Totally it's right. Like it's in your face. It has all of the people. It has all of the the skins already ready to go. You know, there's a a friend of mine um, was I was yeah he sort of released a new podcast. And I was listening to that and he was talking at great length about the Kid Cudi Star Trek collaboration, which was a unique game inside Fortnite where they had. Kid Cudi had done like proper like motion capture and they had a skin of him and it was inside Fortnite and it was all like officially collaborating with Star Trek. I don't know how the two ever overlap, but that was the first time I was like, what has happened to Fortnite? It was watching all these Game Award trailers and stuff. And I was like, wow, they really are positioning it as a Roblox style platform. And I think that's naturally was the next step for it. But um, we can't play on Steam Decks unless we can't get too much into it. Maybe maybe we'll talk about this on Monday. Um, We'll talk about this on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one last moment. I just want to jump back to something you said earlier about wanting to play um, stuff on your um, like PS5 games and sort of not have to be feel wanting to feel more immersed in it. Sorry. 
Um, this God of War Ragnarok Valhalla DLC that I've been excited to play, I've, I've been waiting to get the disc back off of my friend so I can get the thing installed and play it. And I already know I'm going to play the entire thing in handheld because it's a roguelike style game where I know I'm going to die and want to start again. I don't need to hog the TV with that when I could let Cat watch what she wants to watch or I could be in bed just like doing runs trying to sort of yeah. get to the end of it. And that I think is going to be... That's exactly how I ended up, Max, and I did the year in review Xbox thing. That's how I ended up playing 94 hours of Hitman 3 this year. Wow, that doesn't in their new In their new roguelike mode. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's probably the least surprising thing I've heard all year from you, Steve, if I'm being honest. Um, really looking forward to this Game of the Year conversation because I think it's uh, I think it's pretty obvious. That one's on there, yeah. Steve loves to bring there. games that came out eight years ago to the Game of the Year conversation. <laughs> come on, come on. That's like, you know, granted, it's like saying Cyberpunk's DLC got nominated for a Game yeah. of the Year award at like the Game Awards. That was bizarre. We're gonna but have it's most improved game though. That's a category for old games to get new awards. It made sense. I'm not it's saying it's best ongoing, not most improved. It's best ongoing. Yeah, fair enough. We're, we're gonna have a fair very enough. interesting conversation about DLC when it comes to Game of the Year because I've been debating in my head about where to place a certain certain game that is. Yeah, but yeah, I we'll, think I know what it is. You probably I don't, do. I don't want to spoil it. No, I that's, I not, that's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll save it. We'll save it. It was, it was like nominated in other categories as well, by the way, for like best RPG and best narrative, which is just wild. To that's me. bullshit. All right. But... I'm with you. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back on Team Steve on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, I think I think it's safe to say that uh, the Steam Deck has definitely influenced all the ways that we play, right, uh, to different degrees. But yeah, I, I I don't think it's any surprise that any of us would recommend that it's uh, a console you should have in your arsenal. Yes. Uh, so we got a lot more questions in the Steam Docket uh, that I want to get into in just a second here. But before we do that, let me remind you that this episode of the Steam Deck Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of December. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Snacky Ghost, Steve Stompy, Ty the Dude, and Waka Hula. And I have to make an event of this one uh, because Steve and I know this is coming. Max does not. I want to add a new Patreon producer to the mix. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by a new producer, Susan Loves Cats and Also Boobies. <laughs> Thanks for being with us, Susan. I and I will say I'm really I'm I feel like we're finding our people. You know, I I think I think this is the audience where we've been waiting to tap into. Susan is a person of taste. Yeah, clearly, clearly. Um, <laughs> cats, boobies, and flip screen games. Uh, so, <laughs> thank you guys so much for being supporters over on Patreon.com/slash Flip Screen Games. Y'all, the realest of the real, and we greatly appreciate all the support you showed this and all of our sister shows. Remember, if you want to go above and beyond like they did and go and show your support and get some cool perks and goodies like early access to the show and a bunch of cool new exclusive content that we are working on for you for 2024, make sure you go head over there and show your support. But guess what? If you don't have any money for us, that's fine. There are a bunch of ways you can get involved in the community or show your support of the show. Head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you will find links to all the places we are all over the web. However you choose to get involved, we thank you for tuning in for another show. So this next question on the Steam docket, we're getting back into it here. This one comes from Team Linux 01 over on the Discord. You said, what color settings do you like on your decks? I find that like 7,000K on both my LCD and OLED. Slightly boosted over sRGB on the LCD and exactly sRGB on the OLED. I remote played from the OLED to the LCD over Wi-Fi 5 and it works pretty well. I did this to see the exact screen on both and it was a fun test. 
I, it's a really, really smart way of, of seeing the exact same screen. As fucking brilliant. Isn't that so clever? Like, Linux, <laughs> you're you're a smart dude, and I appreciate that about you. <laughs> this is really not a me and Pete question. This is really a Steve Steve question. This is really like... I was going to ask, Max, have you ever adjusted the color settings? You, you, even, you guys both just said that something was very smart, and I still don't know what that is and why it's smart. I still don't <laughs> understand I'm it. a little better listening. than you then. I'm, I I'm was listening, listening to Steve talk long enough that I can... I'm, I'm almost fluent in the language, you know? <laughs> Sum it up for layman morons like me. Bring it down, Steve. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Well, so the thing that was really smart, Max, is in order to to adjust and make sure the screens were the same on both, he rem like you remote play from your PC to your Steam Deck, he remote played one Steam Deck to another Steam Deck, which is okay. really cool. All right, that is clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, neither of you adjusted the set color settings on your Steam Deck. This was I, like the first thing I did when 3.5 dropped. I was like, oh, fuck yes, I'm going to like whack those colors up to boost Oh, in. I thought it was just automatic. I thought I thought 3.5 just did it. So 3.5 oh. brought it from sub sRGB into the emulated sRGB color space. But you could also then go into boosted mode. They caught that you could go up to boosted. I and mean, I went like a fair amount up towards boosted um, on the LCD model. On the OLED model, I keep my colors exactly where they were, which is in between sRGB and native. Team Linux sounds like he's turned it all the way down to sRGB. Um, I like a little bit of extra color. It might not be exactly what the developers wanted, but I don't care. I think it looks good sure. to my eyes. Smart our device. <laughs> and the temperature. 6,500 Kelvins is the default. I've just left it as that. 7,000 Kelvins will be a little bit cooler, I believe. Might be a little bit warmer. I, I think it's I, cooler. I remember I played with it on my LCD, like when you, like, where we talked about the color boost, and you're like, oh, you should do this. It's really easy. Like, just play with it. And I played with it a little bit. I don't remember what settings they were at, though. Like, I downloaded Vibrant Deck on Decky, and like an ape, I just went. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like, what I. That was nice I, enough. And I moved some it. knobs around, and I was like, I guess yeah. it's brighter now. I don't know. I haven't touched yeah. on the OLED because I think it looks good. No, yeah, I didn't bother touching it on the OLED. I went there and had a look, but some people like warmer color tones and cooler color tones. I like that you can adjust that. I've never used the night mode that's available on the deck either. Even though I use my deck at night, I, I just like searing that. my eyeballs at night. I, I like yeah, going to that. bed with the no. game still imprinted. You gotta keep your. Retina. You gotta stay awake. You need those blue lights keeping your yeah, eyes yeah. open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Increase your numbers, yeah. them rookie I, numbers. I'll be falling I've asleep my, at midnight. I've got my X-Real HD Pro glasses on, so I'm streaming <laughs> the game directly into my brain. Still. You know what? That 100%, if you want to stay awake, pop a VR headset on, and it's shining that blue light directly in your eyes. I was like, I, I, I was playing this game last year. I can't remember what it was, but I was like in this island. And I like take the heads off and I'm like, holy shit, it's not daytime when I'm out of it. And I'm like, oh, it's 3 a.m. And I, I'm like, I don't, why I, fucking awake? I fucking do not like that. And like, I, <laughs> I, I generally, and like, it's not the place for us to talk about VR. We've talked about it plenty on, on the other shows, but like, I don't know that I'm, that like human beings are ever going to get over that like uncanny valley thing that happens. Like, it's it's weird. It's so weird when you actually let yourself get immersed, and then you pull it off, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" Right? Like, I had the opposite somewhere else. over the weekend where I haven't been very well, and I um, was like, "Right, I'm just going to play Liza P for I don't know, like ten hours today." And I literally, I, you know, cat went out, and I was just on the you know in the basically in the same position. I had the blind pulled down, and blah blah. blah. You know, it was dark in the room, and I was playing a dark game at nighttime. 
package arrived. I opened the door and I was like, oh, God, it's daytime outside. There's light outside. Because in my head, I was like, it's obviously nighttime because it's after a certain time. No, it was bright daylight outside. And I was like, oh, wow, what the hell? Like, this is jarring. Just cracked the door and just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, hello? <laughs> Who's there? Those, that's when you know it's like real gamer hours. You know, oh, like yeah. I, I remember, and it's like, not that I haven't had this happen, but like, I remember being this one instance where I was in my twenties and I had a day like that where like I had stayed up until like five in the morning playing games with my friends the night before I call out of work the next day. And it's like, kind of, you know, like a, whatever, like kind of a, a, a rainy day. And I just stay in and play video games the rest of the day. And then I went out to like, go get like candy and snacks so I could stay up all night and keep playing fucking video games and the clouds parted and the sun came out and I was like this feels weird like I <laughs> I feel like I'm not a person right now I'm like oh living mole God. man out I, I was definitely I was yeah I was definitely more man in his pants than man with with a job you know and I was really <laughs> in my pants for that this whole weekend so um... <laughs> look when you're sick it's totally fine right Absolutely. like that's, that's your excuse all right, let's get into this. Have next you done thing. any of those like late night sessions recently? Like what? When like was the last time you did night? pull an all night edge playing games all night? I can't. I can't really pull all nighters much anymore, just because like I have to wake up and do shit. But I stay up really late and play video games a lot. Um, uh, like now yeah, that um the new job that I have, uh, I don't start work until eleven. So like usually I try to leave my house by like ten. 30 you know and oh, it's like you're up to like 2 a.m yeah. right like last the, the other night i was i was up until 3 30 playing sea of stars and was like fuck whoops oh well like <laughs> doesn't matter but yeah i had a whoops moment the other night like there was an update to deceiving that they've added like christmas presents you have to go and find in the game and i was like playing that shit all night long with my friend and i completely lost track of time and i was like Dude, oh shit it's 2 a.m <laughs> i did some really irresponsible shit the other night which was i was playing sea of stars and you know you have that moment where you're like "Ooh, i'm getting tired like i'm getting too tired to keep playing you know like it, i feel myself starting to fade and especially it's like a turn-based rpg so there's like downtime where you're reading and mm. stuff and i'm like i'm too tired to, to do this and i was like but I could start playing Pizza Tower again. And I put no. that on and I'm like, this is active enough that it'll keep my fucking brain awake, even though it's like, please go to sleep. It's three in the morning. Yeah, I I, I recommend going to bed at that point. <laughs> I'm not saying it's healthy, but I'm out here doing it for you, the listener. All right. I got to get through some of these indie games. before. Yeah, the I, game. I contracted COVID so I could play 36 hours of uh of uh, Lies of P over the course of a week. Dude, I, was, I don't I even. So I, much done during I COVID even, last year. I don't even want to admit this, but uh, there a, a friend of mine had a COVID exposure and it was like, oh shit, like we were just together, right? And like, I don't know if I have it, I'm testing negative, you might be sick. And I was like, okay, I don't want COVID, but if I did, that would sure give me a lot of time to play these game <laughs> games right now, you know? <laughs> You know that thing where it's like, uh, oh, you're you're young and you've got no money with loads of energy and then you're, you know, you're an adult and you've got blah, blah. For me, it's like, oh, yeah, I've got all this time, but no energy to, when I've got COVID. And then when I don't have COVID, I've got all this energy and no time. It's tough. Okay. It's a tough, it's yeah. a tough line to walk. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword. I, that's, I could really use like a head cold right now. That's, that would be perfect for me. Man, I'm really, I'm really like, I'm feeling it now. My sinuses are, are fit to burst. I am in the, in the throes of a sinus post-COVID sinus infection. Go get those antibiotics. Call yeah. up 111. Be like, I need to see my GP. Get me in. I'm gonna call nine nine nine. 
I'm gonna do right. no, one. No, 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 We're gonna move along. We're gonna move it along. Next one. This next one comes from Left Eye Lazy. You wrote it on the Discord and said, "I'm looking at the OLED Steam Deck, but I'm curious. Is a terabyte really needed? I definitely run out of space on my PS5, but I've never had that issue with my Switch, even when I played it the most around three years ago. I want AAA and fan games. I'm going to buy one. I want it, but I don't know what I need as a player. If that makes sense." I'm coming in hot. I'm coming yeah. in hot. So, the Switch, I have, uh, I've got like, what, 300 gigabytes on my Switch at most, not even that probably, and I have never filled it, but that's because when I buy a physical Switch game, I almost never have to install it, and I'm generally not buying games on the Switch that are upwards of like, I don't know, 20 gigabytes at most, at the most. Steam Deck, I am regularly looking at a game and going, oh, that's 85 gigabytes. Okay, I guess I have to. You know, Baldur's Gate 3, 150 gigabytes. Um, yeah, I mean, Tears yeah. of the Kingdom Resident is 16.3 Evil. gigabytes, right? Exactly, which is right? Like, a fr- like, if you compare that to Baldur's Gate, which is what, like 80 or 90 or it's something? 150. It's 150 yeah. Oh, my God. It's way more than I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. I installed it the other day, and I was like, oh, that's that's taking forever. I am glad that I got the 512 and that I have a 512 uh, SD card because I went to install something yesterday and was like, oh, I, my SD card is now full. And before where my internal storage was full of um, uh, ROMs and emulated stuff, now I have a bit of extra space to install and, I, you know, whatever it is I've got. So, yes, I would say if you have the money and the, the want for a terabyte and you don't want to have to do the swap around or you don't want to have to get an SD card, you know, you feel like, you know, yeah, I would say a terabyte is worth it because you will fill it up with Steam games. It is almost more like it's closer to a PS5 or an Xbox because you have to install every single game. And these games are going to be bigger than you think they are, especially if you want to play AAA games. So that's my um, opinion on that one. So, yeah, they, it's not necessary, though. Um, you can always update, uh, like upgrade the SSD further down the line if you think yeah. you want to. You can put a one terabyte or a two terabyte drive in there, or you can just get a one terabyte micro SD card, the speed between the internal drive and the micro SD card is is pretty much the same. You won't really notice a performance difference. I've just had a look. I've used, I've got one game installed on my internal drive. It's Baldur's Gate 3. Everything else I've just shoved on my micro SD card. You can hot swap the micro SD cards. So if you want to have multi, like put a bunch of games on the micro SD card and then swap them out, you can do that. You can, if you buy a Steam Deck dock, you can plug a, a hard drive into there and you can access the games that are on that hard drive or, or ssd external ssd and you can swap between them so plus you can always just delete the game and re-download it how many games are you playing at once um it really depends you know maybe you are the kind of person who plays like call of duty and also plays a bunch of other multiplayer right. games and you want to be able to play them yeah i think that's where it for me i generally am the person who would just say you should get more memory because like buying expandable memory is almost always more expensive than just buying the console that has more on onboard memory and like <clears throat> filling up a terabyte will be really difficult right like you probably won't have 10 games that are the same size as Baldur's Gate 3 um and i think i think it's just one of those things where like if you are somebody who money is tight and you don't mind managing your data and you don't need to have a ton of games on your deck or whatever then yeah i think Steve's totally right you can definitely get by without it but I also think that, like, if the amount of money you're talking about for the upgrade is negligible to you, you're probably just better off getting the more storage and not forcing yourself to then have to go through the trouble of, like, looking for a deal on it later or, like, having to delete stuff that you maybe don't want to delete when you want to get a new game on. I think it also, like, in, is influenced by, like, how long your like, what your internet is like. 
like if you know with your internet steve i would absolutely say you should get the terabyte because it's like i re-downloading a game is a bitch so it's like i wouldn't want to delete a game and then re-download it that's 150 gigs whereas like you know i know you know i know i know where left eye lazy lives i won't dox him but um <laughs> and i i imagine his internet is is pretty good right so like i think those are all factors that are worth considering um but my kind of baseline answer for any question like this is if the upgrade is not that much more money it's usually better to just get that little extra wiggle room when it comes to memory specifically yeah i mean i i think it's a hundred dollar difference um and you do get a couple of other niceties with it right it's debatable whether you like the matte screen or not some people love it some people really do not love it um so you have to take that into consideration with the, totally. the steam deck as well you might not like the etched glass so if you can look at one beforehand it's probably worth trying that um but you also get like a nicer case and a, a few other things but you can get like 512 gigabyte sd cards for like 25 30 dollars it's you can get a bunch of those and hot swap them out and you know me and Pete and max lived on the 256 gig model of the steam deck for two years and we had no problems with it no i've just upgraded to 512 and i've got a 512 micro sd card in there so i've got a terabyte storage between the two and it's no I problem I mean, I'm at a point now with like the expandable memory that I paid for. Like, I have like a terabyte and a half, and it's like I'm never gonna fill that. But like, that's a nice feeling too, because especially if you are somebody like me who wants to have, um, you know, your your uh, emulation library on there, it's super nice to be able to just load it up with any game you might conceivably want to play and not have to be constantly like pulling things in and off, right? Like, I have like every game that's ever been made on the PlayStation One like on it, and it's like that's ah, nice. You know, like I, I, that's, I like having that luxury. If that doesn't matter mm. to you and the hundred dollars is going to be better spent for you to buy a game or something, then yeah, fair play. I think that's the way to that's do it. That's Toy Story 2 then, Pete. You played that yet? Yeah, it's an it's bona fide classic. <laughs> you know this. You know this. <laughs> All right, let's jump into this next question from Wakahula who said, uh, is anyone using their Steam Deck out of the box without any customizations? Is the difference in performance really that high if you run default? And here, I'll say this, um, Wakahula wrote in with the new four, patented four question formula. That is, that is four questions. Up in the ante, no, no, it's, it's, it, oh, it's four. I was going to say, no, it's three. But then, no, there's, it's four with a little little bit of context in there as well. Yeah, um, it's four. I, I was using my OLED with no customizations for a while. I undervolted it this week. I can get a 40 microvolt undervolt on this one. I can only get 30 on my LCD, so I'm very happy. Nice. Um, you're gonna have to remind me what that means. Not not now, but you're gonna. You have need to, to make a video about it. You gotta make a video. Make a video. Show people how to do it in two seconds. See, it's so I'm easy. On, Steve, I'm on the episode. I don't want to have to listen to myself chat shit for an hour just so I can hear a tip. He heard you explain it, and he's still confused. Okay. Make a video for okay. these these poor fools. Okay, 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 they need okay, okay. it. <laughs> I'm your target audience, Steve. Morons <laughs> with objects. They they have morons with objects. Morons with objects. That's me. <laughs> You're nailing um, it on these little these little uh, poetic <laughs> phrases today, Matt. <laughs> but uh, the performance difference is is really negligible. Um, you can install stuff like Cry Utilities to eke out a couple more frames per second. But if you really don't want the hassle of dealing with any of that stuff and having to worry about it being your BIOS being reset when you upgrade, I no longer bother with the setting the uh vram buffer to the four OLED gigabytes in the bios close that gap right yeah like, 
it's it's uh, yeah, that really... 8% increase for a lot of these games is kind of like you really need to futz around for another 2% or whatever? Probably not. Yeah, so and it also depends on the games you're playing as well. Like, you know, if you're playing something like Va- Vampire Survivors, it's not really going to make a difference. Something like Red Dead Redemption 2 probably would make a difference. It might get you over that 40 frames per second threshold where it starts to feel really good. Um, but for the most part, you know, I just I would recommend most people just run it stock. All right, number two, <clears throat> how do you manage the battery? Does you do, do you always stay plugged in? Um, it, for me, managing the battery really only comes into play when I'm traveling. Because when I'm home, I have, uh, I have a high capacity or like literally a Steam Deck charger in every room of my house next to where I play. Um, so it's super easy to be just playing, and if I realize I'm dying, just pop it in. So right? you, so you don't always stay plugged in. You plug in when you need to top up. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be tethered unless I need to be right. Um. And especially with the new one, it's so long that like even when you do plug it in, it's like not a big deal. But um, I still kind of have that like old school mentality of like, oh, you don't want to leave it plugged in when it's charged. That's no good. You know, it's like it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it really but doesn't matter. No, that's how matter. cell phones used to be. And it scarred mm-hmm. me. So now yeah. I think of it that way. Um, so, yeah, so I, I'm not like leaving it on unless I'm leaving it in overnight or whatever. Right. Which I do all the time. But like the battery lasts a decent amount of time if you're not playing something that's like super intensive right and like the I'm battery both... lasts a decent amount of time even if you do play something super intensive now which is insane yeah, to me it's true the wakahula said my game time is about two hours max every night with the oled i don't think you will run out of battery i no. think you will get two hours no matter what game you play i'm playing the last of us i'm getting two and a half hours out of it at the moment you know that's, that's a, really a good play wow. game really that good. came out yeah, this really year good. it's insane I've been currently um, playing a lot of stuff in, well, you know, streaming it from my PC, and I've been <laughs> so I've been plugged in when I'm when I'm plugged in, I'm plugged in because I'm docked. You know, I'm, I'm playing mm-hmm. a lot of stuff docked. If I then take that up to bed, I'm still streaming sometimes because I'm playing a lot of Game Pass stuff. Um, so I'm getting like eight hours of battery. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh so my like... god, that's so good. That's awesome. So, I'll do like an hour's like session wow. and be like, right, time for bed. And I'll be like, maybe I should plug this in and be like, oh, I'm on, I'm on 88%. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just plug it in when I next need to. And I'll, and I don't have to worry about like, oh, this is getting warm. I need to plug it in because I'm not playing things that really require it. I even did like um, an hour of Hi-Fi Rush that I didn't stream. I just played it on the deck and I finished my session and was like, I should probably plug this in. And was like, oh no, I've got loads of battery left. And I didn't plug yeah, it in until that's tonight when I got home from that's work. Great. That's I was yeah, I was really good. I said the other night, right? I was playing pizza part uh pizza party, pizza tower on it. Um and I, I had a full charge and I played for like an hour and a half and it was like I was like ninety percent or something like that. It's like, oh my god, wow. Definitely more efficient, but yeah, eight hours is well. oh yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um but the, the other thing that you can do, right, is like because like when I do travel, I just knock the settings down a little bit. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you can easily you can like the on the Steam Deck. There's a button you can press where you can like limit um, a game's output like per game. You can have an individual profile. So like if you have a game that's intensive and it's like okay, when I'm at home and I know I can plug it in, I'm running it like this. But when I'm on the road, maybe I had it at 40. I'll bump it down to 30 FPS or something like that. Like I did that with Persona when I traveled with it last time because I realized on the plane I was like, oh no. I'm draining the battery so quick. Yeah. Let me bump all the settings down and try to eat Maybe down I another 20 minutes. Maybe I don't FPS right now. Maybe I can just live on 30. Yeah, and, 30's yeah. probably good, right? <laughs> all right, last question. Can you play Game Pass games, or is this still a to-do on Microsoft's side? 
Oh, um, this is one that I answered in the Discord where I said I was doing all my Games Pass stuff through um through the uh, the, the PC and streaming it. But um, I think Steve mentioned about you can just install Windows or in, or you know put Windows on the yeah, SD card or put Windows on the plugin there's, thing, and yeah, that would work. Yeah, th- there are ways for you to do it. I I think the answer to both of these is yes, though. Right? Like it's like yes, you can play Game Pass on it. I would argue that it's still a to do on Microsoft side to oh, have absolutely. a native app that supports linux so that you can yes. get yeah. it on this device and have it not be a thing that you need to you know jump through hoops to set up or have you know um like because again like if you have crappy internet or something like that right like the big benefit of game pass is that it's not streaming right is that you can download yeah. games and once oh, once we cross that threshold that will be obviously a huge boon for the steam yes players, but this is me streaming from my own pc by the way so i am actually running the game on my pc i'm not i'm not i'm not worried about the speed of the internet doesn't really matter because it's more about the speed of you know how my Wi-Fi is set sure, up here, right. um, mm-hmm. which is good. So if you're a person who doesn't have great internet but you do want to take advantage of that, I would look into what your options are in terms of I, I actually because of how often I use this, I bought a um, a second router that is also a, uh, a an access point, and I set up a specific five G access five gigahertz access point uh, up here. So that my Steam Deck always has its own personal five gigahertz connection. So I'm streaming games. I can do that anywhere in the house. Um, and it also has a built-in switch, so it now also powers my my PC and my uh, media nice. server and sorts of things. That's it's, awesome. it's the whole. It was a very handy little thing, and I've now yeah. got like a little, I'm not that much of an idiot. You know, there are there are some things I can do, um, and that's yeah, that's really helped me with the streaming because now I don't have to worry about oh, what what's cat watching. Oh, what can I not look at anything on my phone yeah. at the same time because it's going to totally. cut the connection. But yeah, Come yeah on. that's awesome. You, you've got to do what I, I do. It's just have quality control on your router so that you, all of your devices get priority. <laughs> that's what I've done anyway. It's You're really evil. bad. You're evil. <laughs> you <laughs> not know that. That's that between us. That's a, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out of you. I'm counting you. But, <laughs> but I, also, I also do know Wackahula has an Xbox because he posted the Xbox game and review on our mm-hmm. Discord. So you can just stream from your Xbox. You can right, stream right. from green light. Yeah, and, yeah, and play that way. That works great. The, literally, the only thing that that doesn't address is that, like, it would be so great if you could download the Game Pass games so that, like, if you're not, you go. Yeah. yeah, on your home. But again, right, like, it's like, you're, like, right there. Like, yes, you can definitely take advantage of Game Pass games on Steam Deck. It's just, it, you know, there's kind of a few small right. extra steps you got to run through. But yeah, yeah. Hey, guess what? We got a tutorial for you. Go ahead, Max. What was that? Um, I was gonna say there are a few hoops. You just mentioned tutorial. I really think we should think about uh, we should think about um, a Moonlight Sunshine tutorial, and I feel like that would be very handy because it's just been flawless. I mean, I really want people to please do it, Max. All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I can't make. I'm already getting stressed out, but yeah. Please do the first. I don't have a gaming PC. I can't be like, here's how you install Moonlight on your Mac. It's gonna be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, come on, let's do it. Make the make the thing. I'll edit it for you if you need to. Just give me the just, just you go do all the all right. work. Okay, now it's right? public now, so yeah, yeah. So everybody harass him. Just you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, we do have one last question here from the Largo embargo, uh, but it is a two parter. One of them is a quick answer. One of them is a deeper one. So I'm gonna we'll answer the first question. We'll intro the second one, and we'll get to that next week. How's that sound? Sounds good. I'm okay, I'm okay with this. Great. Okay. 
So Largo Embargo writes in and says, I have two questions. Firstly, is the OLED Steam Deck the same external form factor as the original? So if I sell mine to get an OLED, do I have to sell my protective grip case I have for it as well? It's identical. You don't need to. I've yep, exactly tried a grip on mine. Exactly the same. Yeah. So you're is it exactly good. identical? It is 100% yeah. identical in terms of the shell. The mm. only difference is the back screws, then our Torx screws, mm -hmm. and obviously the sticks are different. Everything in turn weight's different, obviously, different. but the actual a... footprint of it's the same. When I was looking at skins, I was I had the option of I didn't end up getting one, but I was like, oh, this one has an OLED specific version of the skin. And I wonder what the difference was, and I thought maybe there's just like a slight, you know, I don't know what it could be, but um, maybe it's just they were just jumping on it for SEO purposes to have OLED in the probably, thing. Probably, you, you never yeah, know. Yeah, probably. If I had to guess, all right. Oh, I guess is the is the um. Bevel is that the word I'm looking for on the outside of the, the bezel, screen? The bezel, bezel is that the same? Yeah. No, that's smaller. But it, uh, so it, then that would be usually that the would skin be why won't cover the bezel, will it? It, it, it won't touch the glass. I don't know. I've, no, I, but it would. It the the lip is different though when it's shorter, isn't it? Because there's there's less plastic on the side, or is it just the the screen real estate is it's just is, the screen real okay. estate? Yeah, it was all it was a massive chunky glass bezel before. I was. I'm looking over here. My LCD one is downstairs, but my OLED's upstairs. I'm like, I can't. I can't compare them right now. <laughs> but no, right. they are. They are identical. Um, Team Linux one on the Discord also said that his Project Kill Switch case works on his OLED model. That also Perfect. worked on his LCD model. Perfect. Good. So there you go, Largo. So you're 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 all set. Um, and then the the second one is, can you explain how to properly manage FSR if a game already has it? I never know which takes precedence, the game's FSR or Steam Deck's FSR, or whether uh, I need to scale the game down in its settings in order to use the Steam FSR. So this is a deeper question. We will answer this one next week. Uh, like we said, the plan for next week is going to be kind of Steam Deck's year in review. So again, if you guys want to write in with your gradings of how 2023 was for Steam Deck, or as a Steam Deck owner, definitely write in with your thoughts, good, bad, ugly. Uh, and if you want to include a letter grade, please do. And then, of course, if you have any questions, if there are and, and any questions, right? If you got a question like this, if you want, you know, uh, advice for gifts for the holiday, whatever. That's our last episode of the Steam Deck podcast for the year. So get them in. Okay. And we'll be back in January, of course. But we're going to have a week where you're going to have to go Steam Deck podcast list. So make sure you get as whatever Sorry, questions you got. That's nah. last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the people were scrambling. Steve. They were running around, no idea what to do without us. So, you know, weeks ruined. I, I we do two other podcasts. Now. If people want to like know, are missing our voices, go listen to the Flip Screen Games podcast where we talk yeah. about general stuff. Go listen to Nintendo Noise where we talk about Nintendo stuff. Yeah. So. There yeah, are or just scream as loud as you possibly can, the most incoherent coherent thing you can into like a, a phone and then just play it back to yourself through, directly into your ears. Um, it's called the Max Right Simulator, and uh, I recommend everyone does it at least once a week. Just to when's that game out? You know, when's, when's <laughs> out? It's, it's out now. It's out now. Is that um, at the same time called... as, as Pizza Party, the new yeah. Mary Kate and Ashley <laughs> experience. <laughs> yeah, they both come out hot on the heels of Steve's big uh, picture movie. Big picture so. mode. There oh, is actually yeah, yeah. a Max Simulator coming out, and it's called Baby Steps, and uh, it's just about a man who's not very good on his feet who looks just like me. So uh, check that one out. <laughs> the makers of Quop. 
All right, I'm going to stamp the boot on this one, or you guys are going to keep riffing. So that's going to be it for us for today. Thank you guys for joining us on another episode of Steam Deck Podcast. Remember, if you want to show your support, if you want to get involved with the community, if you want to write in for our Steam Docket segment for next week, uh, hit us up at flipscreen.games. You can find links to all that and much more. Uh, go over there, click on some stuff, however you choose to get involved and show your support. We thank you oh so much for tuning in for another episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. All the way over there has been Max. We'll see you next week.